Chapter Eight of Vassar Studies. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Vassar Studies by Julia Augusta Schwartz. Chapter Eight. A Superior Young Woman. It is the saddest thing. What? The way our old institution keeps on year after year swallowing up superior young women and grinding out average girls. But Rachel, there, look, that is one of them about to be swallowed up. She is an extraordinarily perfect specimen. Following my companion's glance, I noticed a tall young woman walking erectly toward the baggage room. The very outlines of her alert figure in its tailor-made gown, with an irreproachable Knox sailor set squarely upon an inflexibly upright head, produced an effect of absolute self-confidence. Even her elbows were held at a self-assertive angle. "'I know what is before her,' sighed Rachel in a whimsical sympathy, as she hastened in the same direction to discover if our luggage had arrived, while I sought an expressman on the platform bustling with travel of the opening college year. On our way up the river, other returning students had been on the train with us, and that meant preliminary joyousness of nods and smiles eager greetings and chats side by side with the words tumbling over each other in the hurry to recover lost vacation time trooping from the cars at the station with a subconsciousness of condescension toward the other passengers bound on insignificant journeys to unimportant places we found the platform gay with possibilities of meetings everywhere college girls trim and businesslike identifying baggage giving orders to expressmen or clustering in groups for a word or two while eyes shone and satchel swung from right to left for a hand-clasp out from the waiting-room where a dozen or so travellers not college girls kept their places meekly against the wall thronging into a trolley-car we sat there in two long lines ready to smile to one another here and there a strange face sober at the newness of it stared watchfully perhaps with a hint of wistfulness at the sunny chatterboxes so enviably initiated a whisper from rachel was at my ear the superior girl is almost haughty enough to be shy taking the hint given by a flutter of eyelids i looked across the aisle directly into a pair of gray eyes gazing level under straight brows with calm impersonal interest in the caught whisper inevitably equal to emergencies rachel gave her a frank smile expressive of boundless kindliness the girl seemed to stiffen and barely acknowledging the gracious patronage hastily changed the direction of her glances, just as a preparatory rustle swept through the car at sight of the long hedge back of familiar evergreens. Sliding along swiftly under the row of maples, the car came to a stop at the lodge gates. Then a slow crowding out, and dribbling off in twos and threes up the straight length of evergreen-bordered avenue to the great building beautiful in the crimson and scarlet of its woodbine. As we entered the main, Rachel, touching my shoulder, nodded toward the broad marble staircase. The superior girl, apparently disdaining to follow us into the gloom of the lower corridor, was mounting the steps in solitary state. "'I'm afraid that she knows it all,' murmured my companion sadly. And then, with an ecstatic little series of shriek and run and hug and kiss, half a dozen previous arrivals had fallen upon us and we were all talking at once. "'Who has come?' and when are the others coming and have you had a lovely summer and isn't it nice to be back and there are oceans of freshmen around and the juniors are mostly in strong hall and the apples are all gathered from the orchards and oh has your luggage come and here are some welcome letters waiting for you 
escorted through the corridors lined with trunks and packing boxes we discovered that some friends had placed bowls of nasturtiums in our rooms and collected our stray chairs in china at the striking of the dinner gong a journey full of laughter down to the dining-room in a long line arms over shoulders and when opposite the entrance a crowd of newcomers trooping in with satchels and umbrellas then a sudden breaking of line and new shrieks and running and shaking hands with some and not shaking hands with others because somehow our arms had slipped away around behind their necks at dinner after we were seated at a table in the middle row reserved for seniors rachel announced there she comes advancing down the room in a dignified rigidity of self-possession the superior girl came straight toward a vacant chair beside my friend with a slight bow she appropriated the seat before i could think of some cordial word for the stranger rachel was introducing her permit me graciously i feel as if i know you from having seen your name on your trunk you have reached this table just in time to keep me from being lonely they are all seniors except you and me the girl's smile was faint and faded quickly while her eyes seemed to grow more icily blue every minute she spoke not at all beyond monosyllables and then with apparent effort and an air of aloofness on our way upstairs to chapel rachel pretended to shiver i am chilled through and through she complained and that young woman is even more superior than i was when i entered do you suppose oh do you suppose that she will condescend to converse with the professors the following day was appallingly busy with getting settled boxes to be unpacked trunks to be hunted up step-ladders to be kidnapped tack-hammers to be borrowed pictures to be hung curtains to be draped and perhaps a trip downtown to be taken for the purchase of extra brass rings or window shades or a couch frame between times a journey to the grocery in the rear to lay in a supply of sugar and chocolate and wafers or a dash into the stationery shop to order textbooks and every little while in the headlong rush a pause long enough to shake hands with a teacher or a professor to bow to an underclassman to chat benignantly to a freshman just introduced or to cast aside dignity in rapturous haste to greet some late arriving classmate at dusk rachel successful in a raid after picture hooks came in with her eyes brimming with enjoyment i met her by the bulletin board she is beginning to unbend she asked me to come to see her because i must find it lonely these first few days and you an unapproachable junior i wonder what seniors she intends to include among her acquaintances oh we are going to be very select my dear and probably we shall join dickens and shakespeare and be president of the freshman class and head editor of the miscellany and chairman of the phil committee if the girls beg hard enough and we shall win the championship in golf and tennis provided that we consider it worth while to enter the tournament and if we decide to exert ourselves in studying look out for the college records we my dear happen to be a remarkably superior person that evening when i lingered on the stairs to watch the students thronging out from chapel i spied the erect young freshman while making her way through the chattering laughing groups which were blockading the corridor come suddenly upon rachel the junior's bow was undoubtedly somewhat too beaming for mere goodwill untainted by amusement at sight of her a swift quiver like a shadow swept over the freshman's face leaving it set in haughty indifferent lines her nod was almost imperceptible rachel looked up at me and began to shiver violently the next morning which was sunday 
Rachel and I seized the hour before church time for a saunter through the grounds. Out to the gardens, spicy with autumn scents, on the basketball courts, the spots worn bare last spring around the posts have grown thinly green. Fragrant afar, the tuberoses stand in tall white ranks. Marigolds, cheerfully gorgeous, line the farther curve of walk. Nasturtiums blaze from carpets of foliage, freshly green from the rain of the equinoctial storm. Buds are forming on the hardy chrysanthemums and the sprawling, feathery-sprayed cosmos. The few pansies, which have survived the drought of summer, hold up big, rich-tinted blossoms. Down toward the lake we strolled, where goldenrod in corners and purple asters sheltered in angles of the stone wall tempted us to thoughts of country rambles, and speculations concerning woody nooks where fringed gentians grow. In the field toward the rink, here and there an ancient daisy brought memory of white-starred June, Sturdy spikes of butter and eggs usurped the meadows belonging in spring to buttercups. Through the evergreen walk, and a pause by the ruined bridge, to inspect the two chestnut trees beyond, and calculate upon frosts and winds. "'Are you planning to show your sociable friend where the biggest chestnuts grow, Rachel?' I asked, idly talkative. "'I don't dare,' under her breath in mock terror. "'I'm scared, for fear she won't bow when next we meet.' At the word, from around the curve of shaded path appeared the superior girl. She was walking swiftly with strong, free step, and an alertness of interest in trees and birds, which argued self-sufficiency, so far as concerned human companionship. Coolly, her unseeing eyes swept the vicinity of the two loitering by the brook within range of ordinary vision. Rachel turned to me. "'Is my hat on straight?' "'Oh, is it?' in anxious tones." since we are part of the landscape at least let us be decorative i should like to see her when she has developed into a senior i said sending a half wistful thought before her through the four carefree years why don't you look at me inquired my comrade absently as we passed on toward the glen when i entered college i was also a superior girl on the highway to developing into a superior young woman and now you see what i have become an average girl what a tragedy with a comprehensive glance at the distinguished-looking girl beside me it is a pity she assented and i might have been so perfect well watching her sidewise what is lacking now a slow laugh shone out what a criticism but such is the understanding of those we call our friends with resignation of course i persisted you have grown older i did not add as i might have done that she had also grown more womanly through a softening of self-assertive angles i remembered in her as a freshman a certain intolerance lack of sympathy and hardness in judging others older she repeated i wonder if it is growing older or if it is coming to college i came to college once i ventured you she laughed again outright this time and so gaily that a squirrel twinkling at us from a dead stump disappeared precipitately you came to college but the trouble is that you have grown younger at any rate you have not improved in the way i have candid rachel had seated herself on the railing of the glen bridge and was dropping leaf after leaf into the water never mind she said consolingly you were not so very superior when you entered after a moment's silence she spoke slowly ever since i entered college i have been learning my limitations limitations of body brain intellect temperament character personality hold enough 
when I entered college. See here. I am afraid that you will think that I was conceited. Don't bother to discriminate tenses. Discriminate tenses? Will think. Was conceited. Villain. Oh, go on, sweetheart. Very well. When I entered college, I was in much the same state of mind that you were in when you came. My self-esteem was magnificent. Who would have thought it? Seriously, you know what I mean. Many of the girls come here from preparatory or high schools, where they have shone without peers in their respective orbits. Valedictorian, you know, show pupil, pride of their teachers and all that. Their friends bid them admiring farewells, praying them not to let college change them. Naturally, they are not groaning in dust and ashes over their own shortcomings. Not exactly. Having been praised and petted, and held up as models, at home and at school, never having been surpassed by their companions, and never having failed in any undertaking, they possess, well, a good store of self-confidence. Perhaps, Rachel, the narrative would be more vivid if you spoke in the first person. The second might answer fully as well. What happened to your stock after you arrived? Sad, sad, too sad for tears. Therefore I mourn for our superior young freshman friend. Shock after shock of disillusionment, until on commencement day, wail, wail, weep and wail, all ye average girls. Be specific. Rachel gathered another handful of leaves. Behold her future, black, black, and dripping with grief over self-limitations. First she will learn. By the way, do you recollect what occurs shortly after the Christmas holidays? Mid-year examinations. And after the exams? Flunk notes. Presumably you speak from experience. And I... I was surprised. Cherishing silence, I looked sympathetic. The professor said, Aren't you strong? Now, never having been ill or mentally tired, I was not acquainted with the limits of physical strength. And so I answered that I did not know. The professor turned to look at me. I remember just how she swung around in her swivel chair, and said, Suppose you experiment a little in that direction. And so I experimented. Rachel's face was pensive. Are you strong? Her eyes resting on me were serious, while her lips smiled. I am about as strong as the average girl. A note of what might have been tragedy in a more ambitious nature sounded here. Rachel turned again to her play as Jack Frost. Once in the high school, a stupid pretty little thing confided to me the discovery that some people, no matter how hard they study, are unable to excel others. After a moment's intentness in watching a red maple leaf circle toward the water, I made the same discovery at college. Is excelling others different from accomplishing excellent work? The laugh was frankly genuine. It was not different in my case. You should have seen me study that second semester. I worked some days until my head ached my hands shook, and the slightest rustle made me jump as if shot. On the day of a written test, I felt as if a band was tight about my head, and ideas kept slipping away from me as beads roll off a loose string. I learned the meaning of Kant. We started up the steep path to Sunset Hill. Once, my companion continued, I fell when playing basketball, and somebody stumbled over me. I could not catch my breath. I tried, and I could not could not you know yes i know that poor young freshman think of her struggling to comprehend the problems of life and death the system of the universe plato's theory of ideas and the question of achilles and the tortoise vainly will she strive to define time 
hopelessly will she grapple with free will and predestination despairingly will she wrestle to comprehend the nth power of x and the square root of a negative one couldn't you understand those little things miserable me from the seat under the evergreens upon the hilltop we were gazing far away across brown fields of the mountains blue against the pale sky rachel's eyes had fallen to the ridge where dark spikes of firs set off the splendor of its autumn coloring another limitation cedar ridge means to me rocks and trees and spring flowers and it is pleasing to the sight but why don't i love it and there is music too if i have a comfortable seat and an easy mind i enjoy music but oh well that poor freshman will find out that there are limitations to her capacity for suffering and enjoying and to her sympathy and her unselfishness and her forbearance and a few other things she will discover that she has been a model because she has never been tempted and that she has had a reputation for sweetness of disposition because she has never been tried and worst of all she will learn a pause what it is not so bad when you do wrong against your will but when you will to do wrong tell me about it pshaw jumping up this bench is all angles it was nothing except that i knew i should not do it but i wanted to and so i did it was a corruption of will and then i persuaded myself that i had done right i can deceive myself silently we passed out from under the evergreens upon the free curve of the hill sloping fields on every side with the orchard below us and the brook seeming to rest on its slow way across the sunny meadow i should not be surprised i said if it is simply growing older no spoke rachel decisively it is coming to college you overlook the fact that i kept on growing older all the years at home it was not until i came to college where there is such boundless scope for endeavor and such an inimitable opportunities for comparison you forget i hinted that you are still at college you are only a junior from behind the screening evergreens across the brook came the faint clangor of a gong we quickened our steps until the sight of the familiar red walls coaxed our pace to a contemplative saunter year after year i watch with ghoulish glee this old institution swallowing up superior young women and grinding out average girls chanted rachel the tyranny of fact the tyranny of fact and so you think that the career of that freshman will be a duplicate of yours only more so when i entered i was not quite so haughty and self-sufficient i sometimes dispensed with the ceremony of introduction in the case of anxious aspirants i never cut people is that an argument pro or con your claim to less superiority i never answer foolish questions severely quoth the average girl the process is not yet complete laughed my comrade wait until i am a senior as we turned into the long corridor of the main building we spied far away a remarkably erect figure pausing at the mail chute it might be interesting murmured rachel to read that letter a year or two later by a fortuitous combination of circumstances or in other words an extension of rachel's circle of acquaintances she was shown the letter treasured by the girl's mother among the relics of her daughter's college career vassar college september twenty fifth my precious family family with a capital you see because i am appreciating more and more the advantages of having a ready-made reputation and position here we are at an aggregation of units each one for herself 
and i care for nobody no not i and nobody cares for me we are like wooden images standing up sharply in the public gaze without any softening background of relations no one of us is daughter of this granddaughter of that or sister of somebody else we are simply girls of course the situation is trying on those who have lived so far in the reflected glory of their kinsmen as i have done i know that i shall disgrace you all i your stupid daughter the black sheep or grey that is some colour not at all brilliant when i first came i was so scared that i did not know where to go or what to do and i was afraid to ask because everybody seemed to know everything and they all hurried along as if they had no time to help strangers so i screwed up the wee bit of courage which i borrowed from you all and stood up straight as i have been taught and shuffled ahead it was not so bad getting to college except that some girls noticed that i was decidedly a freshman one of them was saying something interesting about superior girls and i was listening in the greenest way when they both looked straight at me i saw them smile sinking through the floor would have been too slow a mode of exit i longed at the very least for spontaneous combustion at the college there were students on duty to escort us to the principal and show us our rooms considering that you have been here i thankfully omit descriptions already this morning i have expatiated in three different letters upon the woodbine-covered buildings the lawns the evergreens the lake the hills and the gardens the trouble came in when the gong struck for dinner as i did not know where to sit i took the first empty place i saw and just think it was a senior table wasn't that awful i hardly dared to open my mouth except to eat and not much for that but the girls were lovely to me one of them told me that all the rest were seniors i took her for another freshman idiot that i am and invited her to come to see me that was the most awful break a freshman patronizing a junior you see i thought that she was lonely because she kept looking at me in a sympathetic way as if we were in the same predicament cats in a strange garret so to speak she impresses me as a type of the superior young woman physical distinction added to perfect self-possession and graciousness of manner undoubtedly with intellectual ability she always seems to be mistress of circumstances as for me i was dreadfully afraid that when i saw her next after my mighty blunder i should lose all self-control and turn and run however i faced it out though my knees almost succeeded in carrying me off on a terrified trot i saw her again by a brook this morning but i did not look at her it is so much easier when you are embarrassed to pretend that you do not see people it appears to me from comments overheard that every girl is the flower of her adoring family imagine my heart sinking clear down to my heels whenever it gets a chance to leave my throat would you be much disappointed if i should give it all up and fly away home to you dear indulgent people you understand how to deal out allowance for my runaway temper my talent for making mistakes and my brain in its normal state of muddle almost time for church services don't worry about me because i am not in the least homesick and who knows perhaps if i stay here a while associating with these fine girls i may absorb a little brilliancy and charm and strength of character just fancy wouldn't it be fun if college should evolve a superior young woman from your ordinary daughter end of chapter eight